0: It's Rapino against Van Feenendael.
1: It's 1 0. The USA won. The Netherlands 0. The game's opening up. Rose Lavelle. Lovely run. Great goal. Brilliant goal. Rose Lavelle might have won the World Cup for the United States. For the fourth time. The United States of America are crowned champions of the world, and for the very first time, they've done it on European soil. It is finished at the Stade de Lyon in the final, in victory and joy for the United States.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Settle the Score, Season season three. Season three. Season three. I love that we just make up our seasons as we go. It's kind of really Netflix Hulu of us.
1: Oh yeah, we're a very cool streaming service podcast. Thank you. Streaming.
0: There's no clear order. No kidding. Um, I'm Allison. I didn't say that.
1: I'm Madeline. Hello.
0: Thank you guys for joining us. Um, if you've been listening for a little while, welcome back. It's uh, we take a little bit of a, a mini a mini break a mini hiatus amidst. A lot of life things going on. I need mean, not explain them all to you, listener. You live on planet Earth, and you know very well what has been going on.
1: Yes, I would say it was a much-needed mental health break.
0: Yeah, it, there was just a lot of shifts going on in the world, in the United States, in New York. Uh, so, and some of which you know we'll get to a little bit later. But yeah, it's good to be back. It's fun to talk soccer again. It's just like that one guiding light, one true thing through now. <laughs> And it's back, baby! That's why it's this is such back. a
1: good time to start season three is because the Challenge Cup is happening on Saturday. It's among us. Among us? No. Upon it's us. It's among us. There we upon go. us. It can be it's also us. among us. We live in it
0: and we watch it. No. Uh, so, yeah, it comes back on Saturday. That's two days. June oh my gosh.
1: 27th. I've had it marked in my calendar for so long. I love that and I... believe that. I just had it on the, I had it in
0: my head. And then I was like looking at the calendar for other life stuff. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second. There's going to be soccer on this entire, basically the entire month of July is going to be, we're going to have soccer on our TVs again.
1: I admit that I was so desperate to watch the Premier League that I purchased Hulu Live again for men's soccer. <laughs> wow. Like I did for the Women's World Cup last summer. But uh, it was nice to watch Liverpool probably clinch the Premier League title. And I don't even care that much. I, Saturday is the real starting soccer day for me.
0: Saturday's the real kicker. It's going to be on uh, CBS All Access. Actually, the first game and the final match uh, will be on CBS. Like the actual over the air channel. Um, but the rest of the matches are gonna be shown on CBS All Access, uh, streamed live. And I'm hoping that you can catch them a little bit after the match as well.
1: And we're gonna get to a whole preview of what that tournament is going to be like. But first we have some other business to take care of. But Allison, I just wanna ask because I think our listeners wanna know, like how are you doing? I am doing
0: well. I think I'm doing better. I. <laughs> it's been a wild ride in terms of COVID. Um, Uh, Our COVID ICU closed uh, Memorial Day weekend, which was really exciting. We were one of those pop-ups. I work in a pediatric ICU and um, back in March, early in March, well, early mid March, we closed to pediatric patients, sent sent our kiddos away, and uh, reopened a couple of days later as an adult COVID ICU, which was uh, quite a turn. I'd never taken care of an adult before, much less a critically ill adult. Uh, so it was a really steep learning curve, and it was brutal when I was in it. But it, in a lot of life experiences, I think, especially the hard ones, you can look back on them and be grateful for them, and as odd as it sounds, I am. I learned so much uh, in terms of medicine. I learned a lot about my coworkers and how amazing and resilient and strong they are. and I learned a lot about you know kind of that breadth of human emotion, you know, just working with these families and the losses and all of it so i'm I'm grateful for what I learned and I'm grateful for my coworkers and i'm I'm really grateful that we've closed, and we are back open to kids so
1: you have the best attitude about everything. We're grateful to you for going through that and being so amazing. So well, thank you. I hope. I just hope we uh, we stay closed. And can you, do you have your taste back?
0: No. <gasps> yeah, actually, yeah. I I can taste uh, salty, sweet, bitter, kind of like um- umami. I have like the tongue flavors back, which is a weird way to say it. But like the tongue taste, I can't. I don't have. Flavor, which is all from the nose, because I'm, I still cannot smell anything at all.
1: Wear your freaking masks, people.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to end up like me, because this sucks. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be coming back. I need to schedule appointments with other docs, but it's been hard to do that um, with my schedule. But I've got to figure out what's going on and if there's any way to get it back. I think there is. There's like smell training, which I've still been doing. There's like random supplements. Smell they they can training. Yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> you get basically four essential oils like a fruity one um an earthy one a sweet one and then there's one more and you basically a little soothing it does well you sniff them they say you don't just sniff them in the same order but i do just in case uh a couple times a day for a couple seconds and it's supposed to train your brain on scent again and uh I have definitely given myself some headaches doing this because if you can't <laughs> smell essential oils, you're holding it like right up at the nostril, like breathing in deeply. My brain is like, mm, no, thank you. But uh, but yeah. So hopefully I don't know. I, I will say I think I can really I can really taste sweet and salty. So like I think those I think it will come back. I'm hopeful. It clearly it just takes time because I lost it on March seventeenth and here we are, June twenty fifth. So it's been a
1: been a minute. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're back with the kiddos. That's yes, that's, that's good. wonderful news. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, we have some, also speaking of kiddos, some good U.S. Women's National Team news. Congratulations to Alex Morgan. Yes. She delivered a baby girl, Charlie.
0: Um, she's getting to celebrate her first, she got to celebrate her first Mother's Day, first Mother's Day um, back in May. Kiddo was born on May 7th. 1130 in the morning, eight pounds, five ounces.
1: Perfect. Wow. We haven't podcasted Wonderful. in a long time.
0: <laughs> well, we, we did podcast just after she was born, but uh, I think it was a, uh, a film review podcast. So we didn't, we didn't deep dive into Alex go. Morgan. But, um, but yeah, isn't that
1: exciting? I'm, I'm really happy for it. It's a great time to have a newborn because all you're going to do is be at home. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. The thing I've been thinking about is I was sort of like, I was like, she's going to the Olympics. She's going to the Olympics. And now that it's like she's not going to the Challenge Cup, that seems crazy that I thought she was going to the Olympics.
0: Oh, but come on. That's different. Challenge Cup versus Olympics. She, in a pre-COVID world, I think she still would have tried to work her butt off to get to the Olympics. No doubt wow. about
1: it. Yeah. That baby again, just seems so fresh. Wouldn't we be going to the Olympics right now?
0: Uh. I mean, probably flying over there. Yeah, I don't know how she would have done that. Obviously, Charlie would have had to come with her, but I don't know. I still think she could have done it, honestly.
1: Wow. I do. Or you're just shipping breast milk from Japan. <laughs> Can you imagine shipping it frozen? Oh. How, long, how expensive
0: that would be to keep it frozen? Good grief. Or, you know. Being a woman is wild. It is wild. We should get
1: paid more for everything.
0: (laughs) Right? And instead we get paid less. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Can you imagine growing a child inside your body, birthing it out of your body, and then feeding it with milk your body produces? No. Yeah, that's what happens daily in this world. Anyways.
1: Yeah, it's like mundane, which is insane.
0: Right. The, The miracle. I don't, I'm not, I, every time if I'm at work and I'm out of delivery, if I'm working in different parts of the hospital, I nearly cry every time. And I think the Aww. moment you stop crying, not a good moment. Just continually be in awe of what our bodies are capable of. It's yes.
1: Heather O'Reilly had a baby too. She did. She did. Oh, also, they be pals when they, when they were both very pregnant, they still looked so fit. Yeah. I don't oh know. my gosh. Heather... <laughs> I think Heo had, like,
0: abs on top of yes, the baby bum. she had
1: abs on her baby bum. Right.
0: And Sid LaRue does, too, every time she has a baby. Also, it Sid LaRue... It posted on
1: Father's Day she was going to have, like, m- way more kids. Why would she not? Have you seen her children? They are
0: breathtaking. They are some of the most beautiful babies I have ever seen, and I've seen a lot of babies. <laughs> they are gorgeous. And I will call out an ugly kid. Because it happens. And usually the ugly babies make really cute toddlers, so it's fine.
1: It's fine if you have an ugly okay. baby.
0: Okay. I mean, you gotta, you gotta call it like it is. Well, but...
1: also, like, a C-section baby is gonna be cuter than a vaginal baby. Right, yeah. They're not gonna have a cone head for a little... I mean, the cone head goes down.
0: But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Kids, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if um, they can hopefully have a little play date soon. Not soon. One day. 2021, yeah. they can have a play date.
1: Yeah. Then there's some exciting 2023 World Cup news that we just found out about. Yeah, World Cup, folks. Is it too soon to
0: talk about another World Cup?
1: Nope. No, never too soon. <laughs> the
0: 2023 World Cup is going to be hosted by Australia and New Zealand, which Yay! is... Incredibly exciting for both those nations we are we were already doing the math though about when we would be watching matches it that's gonna be a little rough, I think maybe
1: yeah, I was saying I feel like my acceptable zone for like sitting down to start watching a soccer match is ten a m to to maybe like ten p m yeah, and there's definitely going to be like four a m matches, I think for
0: sure, for sure it it looks like. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember when matches were held, but like, I feel like matches can be held as early as 10 a.m. local time, noon local time, and then you know, up to 8 p.m. local time. That's generally the range, which puts them at really awkward times for us here in the U.S. because they're like 14 hours ahead of us.
1: It's actually better. I think I'd prefer they start their games like 8 or 9 p.m. and then we get up early to watch and watch them. them. Like okay. watching a soccer game at 10 a.m. I'm that's great for me. Yeah. Mimosas, lovely. Yeah. Oh, I love a soccer mimosa. Right? Who doesn't? Yeah, I think that would be fine. It's just
0: that I think there will certainly be like new midnight, two a.m. matches. But you know what, guys? If we get to watch soccer again in that capacity, we'll just be grateful.
1: He's <laughs> so excited! Not going to complain about the times of the matches. No, no, no. I'll just be pumped. <laughs> just be pumped. Of course, the country that missed out on the World Cup bid is Colombia and I do feel sorry for them but it's the same sort of thing where like I think whichever country hosts the World Cup women's soccer gets a boost in that country and I think Latin America could definitely use the boost but so could Australia and New Zealand it's kind of like it's sad that one person has to lose out one country has to lose out but it's just good news really for anywhere so yeah I am super excited for Australia and New Zealand yeah I think it's good I I don't think any of the
0: current COVID stuff went into choosing one of those nations for no. the cup to be at. But if it had, I think Australia, just the way they're handling of everything, has been a little bit more above board um, than some of our, you know, Latin and South American neighbors. And so,
1: us? Well,
0: that's a given.
1: That is a given. I wonder, so, though, how much that had to do with the decision. I don't think it really had much. I just kind of thought of
0: it after the fact, and I was like, huh, okay. But again. If, if we, we don't, don't have a
1: vaccine, vaccine by 2023, I'm going to lose my mind.
0: Well, that's not – it's not COVID that I'm – I mean, obviously, I'm worried about COVID, but it's like th- this could happen – I mean, it, the chances for this happening are – they're always out there. Now, granted, we haven't had a pandemic like this since – People talk about you know the flu of 1918, so it's been 100 years. So if the next ones in 100 years, fantastic! I'm down for that. You can sign me up for that. I won't be here. <laughs> but um, you know, a, it just does make me nervous that there is you know the the possibility that that could happen again in a different style virus. So good news on the podcast today. Oh
1: my gosh! <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a rough few weeks. Or yeah. if you look at them in some ways, a positive few weeks. But I do think change. that one thing I'm itching to talk about is U.S. soccer's response to this incredible, incredible commitment that everybody has put in, been putting in to the Black Lives Matter movement uh, yep. in the last couple of weeks because some truly wild things have happened in terms of soccer, even.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah, on the Black Lives Matter front, that's a weird thing to say because it became a chant and now it's like a topic, but nevertheless, it's kind of what it's become. And U S soccer has, uh, you know, they've, they've made statements like every other large corporation has made. Um, And I've been really encouraged to see most corporations and and folks supporting the movements you know, calling for change, calling for, you know, changes with how we, look at policing and what that means and communities and everything. And I think it's interesting to see how all of these different people have started responding, but U S soccer with the Anthem policy drama, which I think you guys can remember.
1: Pino very rightfully wanted to kneel and they freaking banned her. And it was a bad look because soccer is a white sport. And whose fault is that? The people at the top. Screw you U S soccer. I just think at this point, Goodwill for them is at literally negative 10, yes, uh, but they correct. did have to eat crow and reverse that anthem policy. I don't yep. think they wanted to. I don't think they cared, but I'm so glad their hand got forced and yeah. just screw them. I feel so angry at them, but I'm so excited to watch Pino and hopefully more of her teammates, Neil, every time an anthem comes on. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, I I've never understood the whole. People get so mad when they're when they say it's disrespectful for the flag. First of all, you're putting the flag over people's lives, which is not great. But two, taking a kneeling position is doesn't look disrespectful. Why is that disrespectful? Like so, protesting saying, is as American as it gets. Right. Oh gosh, that's a whole other. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand why kneeling why people think kneeling is so disrespectful.
1: Because they're incredibly racist and terrified that the minute their little flag patriotism world gets shattered, their whole lives will shatter. I mean, like, getting Mm. woke is kind of a difficult process, I guess, once you realize that, like, everything you've gotten in life is, like, kind of due to your whiteness. Yeah, it's a deconstruction (laughs) Um, of the ideas. But, like, get on board. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really hard to have conversations you know it's hard to have conversations with old old friends or family even or or folks that have these differing ideas right now because it's just like you I feel like folks are blind to the idea of white privilege and the fact that it's not it's not a hoax it's real like literally everything i have everything i've been given has been because i was born white Because I started at this level up here and then worked my way. I'm not saying I didn't work. I didn't say I didn't, you know, study hard in school and all that. That's not the discussion. The discussion is I started here. Yeah, I started at the 10th stair and I've gone up to the 15th stair. And Black folks in this country have started on the second stair and have tried. They've had to work so hard to make up those eight stairs just to get to where I started. They're exhausted.
1: And I don't know. I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling hopeful in this moment though. I've been going to protests and there's still so many people out. It's so exciting. They're
0: pretty they're incredible to it walk in and be a part of and
1: it's so it's great. Incredible. It makes me like like with babies I just get like weepy like I show up and I'm just like oh my god this is really amazing and I'm gonna cry and I'm um but also I do feel like that the amount of people who are now like also we're we're two white ladies listeners I think that's like pretty abundantly Uh clear but uh, (laughs) we should say that if we have any new listeners today we're two white ladies two Italian American white ladies uh (laughs) yeah um but I like, I do think the amount of people that are like, oh, we're talking about this now. Like, Julie Fowdy, right? Yeah. <laughs> On her podcast. I thought this was very cool. If you have a chance to go listen, you should listen. So she interviews um, two Black players from when she played. And then the next episode, she interviews uh, Crystal Dunn and uh, uh, Jess McDonald. And it is so interesting to hear, like, the generational differences in mm. their kind of, like, relationship to their roles on the team between those two sets of players. And, like, it is so different and it's changed. I think the fact that, like, Julie was ready to have those conversations is, like, that's huge. Yeah. Because Jess McDonald was on, like, two weeks ago and race barely came up, which I was listening I thought was weird. So mm. it's, like, wow. I don't know. I feel super hopeful about it. Yeah, I think that's right. I think we are,
0: it's a period of time right now. We don't have, again, we really don't have sports on TV right now distracting us. We don't have new episodes of our favorite shows coming out that spring season. You know, we we don't have a lot of stuff that we normally have to distract us from what's actually happening in America. And when you take that veil of sports, you take that veil of media, you take that veil of, you know whatever else we do to busy ourselves and busy our minds away i think it does allow us to see what's really going on in our country from a race standpoint and from in politics and you see like the systemic ways that we have been oppressing members of our community and i think that in some way this type of revelation and this type of momentum could have only been gained during this time during a national worldwide well, a worldwide pandemic, and I think that's
1: it's really amazing. It's really it's like kind of a bummer that it had to take that, but I'm glad yeah. it's happening. yeah, yeah. and exactly. I hope that u s soccer gets some people of color in leadership positions. They need to do that immediately. Um, they need right. to hold themselves accountable. Immediately. They need to work on making sure they're going into like poorer communities of color and making sure those children have the opportunity to play soccer. Like on every level of it, from the very bottom development with children to like the leadership at the top. They just need to start working. And if they don't do that, they're going to like they're shitty to women too. Oh, there goes our our bad words rating. (laughs) Uh, but they're they're just like crappy on every level. So they really need to they need to make some changes. Right. They do. I mean, it's, it's evident.
0: I think it's evident nationwide that corporations need to make changes. And I think that the people demanding these changes loudly and daily on the streets will hopefully finally be heard. Um, You had, you had mentioned this to me a little bit ago and I did not look them up because I wanted to hear you tell me about Carly Lloyd on this podcast.
1: Okay. Well, I wonder if she deleted it. I forget. Okay. So I think it was sort of interesting as all of this, uh, after George Floyd's murder and people and celebrities were starting to speak out, I think it was interesting kind of who, um, who came and, and, and said things, um, And who didn't? And we got sent a thread on Twitter of uh, folks that didn't respond. Great, didn't respond at all. Um, But Carly Lloyd had the worst one of all. I want to expect a lot from from our our women, and you know, I think Pino is a shining example of someone who's been an advocate. Alex Morgan posted a picture of cops kneeling, which is not great. But I also mm. am willing to kind of like, let her educate herself about it. Um, a couple people took a while to post something which, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a public figure. I don't know what it's like to have a big Instagram or Twitter, I would be nervous about it. you know, I, I don't know, I, yeah. I, I yeah. would rather them post and just say Black Lives Matter immediately. Uh, a player for the chicago red stars yuki nagasoto said all lives matter so that's pretty terrible um uh, but the one thing that i was just like truly this u.s women's national team player is oh no carly posted wanting to purchase a push cart so i can walk and play with my hubby having no luck online anyone selling brand new ones hashtag golf hashtag push cart so then people called her out, and this was her response. Do not come at me saying I'm a racist. I have friends who are all different races. carly Like, we learned that you don't say that, like, 15 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a new education bit. Oi, do not call me white-privileged, she spelled it wrong, because I didn't tweet on an approved timeline or say what you wanted. I treat people equally, regardless of their color oh, Carly Lloyd, I'm signing enough is enough. Oh girl. I mean. Okay. So here's my
0: thing. Don't call me white privileged, but. We, you are. We are. like We that's all it. are. We all are. And it's a statement. It's not like we're calling you out on it. Like
1: it just is. Period. I think that's something that I'm willing to, as like, it's my duty as a white person to educate other white people about that. Like, she doesn't have enough white people in her life that could educate, although she's on the freaking national team. So I don't get it. Like, she knows Megan Rapinoe. Uh, So like, but that I'm like willing to be like, you just need to educate yourself. Other white people need to educate you. But what, you can't say I have black friends. Right. You can't say I don't see color. We all know that you don't say that oh that's like that's the point though the point is
0: to see color Color. and see how these lives have been oppressed and how they have been incarcerated and how they have been at really another playing they've been on another playing field for so many years
1: I feel like when Obama was elected some people were like oh racism is over and there was a huge backlash and we had that conversation nationally we already had that conversation carly Right. Yeah, with the pro. I mean, I basically, I feel like I'd been really building respect for her these last couple of months, and it's all gone. She can get. Yeah, you it. you really had though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she can get. She showed her true colors. You know, actions speak louder than words, and I know these are words technically, but they're actions, right? Like she just showed yeah. what she's like and where her brain is at, and I don't like it. And just because you're a soccer robot doesn't mean you get to be racist. Sorry. Right. I. It doesn't excuse. I, at at this point, the
0: ignorance isn't, that's not an excuse. You need to educate and you need to educate yourself. And if you want to take time, here's the thing, I think for a lot of celebrities and people with more of a presence online or folks are expecting some type of comment, if you need to take time to educate yourself because you don't know, and that in itself, okay fine take the time now take the time now to educate yourself and if you want to take a couple days before you post something that you find meaningful and that you find is where you're at in your journey of understanding what's been happening in this country for hundreds of years then fine take the time but don't post about a pushcart and then come back at people when they find that that's insensitive like that's that is 100 incorrect
1: I, I, and I, that's why I don't want to jump down the throats of the players. It took a little bit to say something. Yeah. Like I, I'm willing, I, I wish they had done more sooner for sure, yeah. but I'm willing, like, I think social media is weird, but the, it's pu- hard. It, the push cart thing is, and I even, I really am not a fan of like shaming and anger on Twitter and Instagram. Cause I don't think it's productive in changing people's minds. But still, for you in your position of power as a celebrity and as a leader for women everywhere and girls, and uh, you don't get defensive. You listen and then you say, I'm sorry, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. Right. I'm learning. Like, all all she had to do was say, You're right. I hear you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking it over. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, That's just not leadership to me. Megan Rapinoe is leadership. This is not leadership. Doing right. something when it's hard, when every people, everyone is telling, like, just, it is so amazing to me, like how right Colin Kaepernick seems right now. Like I always thought he was right in every, right? right. Like I yeah. always thought he was right. But I just, when people are like, well, why is everyone protesting all of a sudden? It's like, well, because we tried kneeling. You, tr- he, like, they tried kneeling and protest. you didn't listen, right? Yeah. Like, and the protests have been almost completely peaceful. And they I'm, have. I'm yes. pro, like, I don't want to see anywhere get looted, but, like, capitalism in America started with slavery. So, like, if people want to loot, like, I think that's a way to push back against power. Like, I, whatever. <laughs> there, I can, if anyone doesn't like that, I can send some articles your way about, like, why looting is an instrument of the poor. <laughs> um, but, like, now I'm just ranting. Connie, <laughs> just be better. Right.
0: And you mentioned a moment ago, um, that's not leadership. And one of the things I've not, I've, we've said it, we don't feel that Carly is a leader. No, we feel like Carly is me, me, me on that team. And that's why she's never going to be an Abby Wambach. That's why she's never going to unify that group. And she's not a leader on the team. She's not a leader. Like, I'm not surprised when like by that, you know,
1: by her not being that leadership role. That's such a good point. You're right. She's oh. never shown it. Yeah, she hasn't. I don't want to say Carly, you canceled because I don't want to cancel people, but like Carly, you have a long way to come back for me. Yeah, right. Yeah. You have to do a lot of things. You have to show me with your actions that this is not that you're changing for me to get back on board with you. I almost like wouldn't let her play <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that how do you be feel if you're that- Crystal or Jess or Lynn or Mal or Kristen? Yeah. Oof. how does that make you feel it's like the whatever i can't even remember j- jaylene she got married her last name's not hinkle anymore but like you she can't play on that team like you just right
0: j- right and that's what we had said like months ago this was an older podcast like she can't play on that team because she because of the players on that team where they she just doesn't believe that they should have the same rights as her or you know you know the freedom to marry the freedom whatever. Like. So you can't have, that type of friction is so, like, that doesn't bring, you can't be cohesive with that. I don't
1: know. And honestly, mm. so sad for those players of color on the team that they've been living with this quietly for right. so long. That is just horrible. And I'm so sorry for them. And I'm sorry I wasn't calling it out more. I, I don't have any power, really. But, like, I just, that sucks for them. And I'm glad it's changing. Yeah. Oof.
0: We really gonna we really are gonna walk into. I I hope and I hope the progress continues to push forward. But I really think that
1: we are gonna walk into a new era. Like that's where I ends. feel hopeful. I feel yeah. hopeful. I feel yeah. like even even I sometimes my mom listens. Hi mom, but I feel like her church did a Black Lives Matter thing, and like wow. that that's was fantastic. Cool yeah, so it's like okay, that wasn't happening before. That's yeah. cool. That's a yeah. good thing. So yeah. I feel super super hopeful. I feel like two years ago, if I told them I was going to protest, they would have been nervous. I think this time they're like, cool, good for you. You're doing awesome. the right thing. Yeah. So I'm like, that's great. Those are huge steps. And I think, you know,
0: Bethany and I were joking, you know, earlier in 2020, it's been a long year, but people were saying like apocalypse, apocalyptic, like the the idea of that is like the unveiling. And I think like people think apocalypse, they think like zombies, but that's not, you know, if you look back, it really kind of means the unveiling. And I think that is what this year is. It is an unveiling of faulty government systems, faulty or outright, you know, deadly. Um, And I was thinking that more in the COVID stuff, but like faulty political structures and also deadly police force
1: that is wholly unnecessary. Those things are absolutely intertwined in the capitalist system that like basically is ruining all of our lives. The older I've gotten, the more uncomfortable I've become with capitalism. And like when the, when the pandemic started, it was like, this is the end of life as we know. It. And I was like, I don't like, I, that might be okay. And I think you're right. It's like, there's some unraveling going on that is good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think I'm I'm scared to say I wonder
0: what else twenty twenty is gonna hold. <laughs> oh don't tempt me <laughs> because it's like we are we are just halfway through folks. Uh but it really oh does Oh my
1: gosh, are you Sorry. serious?
0: Yeah, yeah, I am. And I honestly the thing what scares me is again, looking back, like I was saying earlier, looking back I can see that I've been grateful for certain experiences. And looking back, I can see the good change, the good progress that is happening, that is coming. But I tell you, I am nervous about the fall. (laughs) I am nervous about election, the election. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, does she mean
1: COVID election or both?
0: (laughs) Both, both, fully both. Um, And they're intertwined again. It's going to be a horrible
1: time and we'll get through it.
0: Yep. It was interesting. I saw, I don't know if this was the New York Times, but it was something saying that they could with 74 point something percent accuracy, looking at a political, um, like a congressman, congresswoman, or somebody in the political realm, they could tell them if they were Republican or Democrat based on their tweet about COVID and the date that it was published. They could actually identify mm-hmm. political party, which is, again, telling you how politicized this how politicized a national health crisis has become which is
1: crazy it I shouldn't can't be political wearing but it a is. mask is political it's just it it's not a big deal and right. it's helpful it it's
0: so helpful if you if, especially when you're out in public like i i fi- i don't know at the hospital obviously you have to wear a mask and i was not com- i was complaining i was just tired last night i got home i'd been I had literally had a mask on my face for 15 hours straight, say oh. for 50, 10 minutes. I ate a half a bagel in the middle of the day. I ate a half a bagel and had a little bit of water. And then it was just a very busy day. And it was literally 15 hours, I realized, because I left my apartment at 6 a.m., a little after 6. And I got back at 9 p.m. And I'd had a mask on my face that entire time. And that is hard. It's not that ty- type of mask wearing is not easy. I'll give people that, but most people aren't being asked to wear a mask for 15 hours straight. You're being asked to wear, when you go to the grocery store, you're being asked to wear, if you're in a a public area, you know, and if you want to see a socially distanced friend,
1: wear a mask. Like, it's not crazy. First of all, I don't know how much you get paid, but it's not enough. Second, <laughs> second, um, also, are you, y- a cloth mask like yeah. a simple cloth mask is not so uncomfortable yeah just wear them people right yeah we're the not asking you to wear this N95s. is what drives me nuts oh this yeah is what the tri- nose out the, the nose out it's like hello yeah y- y- what i don't what you have it on put it over your nose. <laughs> you're let's, almost
0: there What's have say- you seen the memes with like the people like wearing a mask like that with it, with your nose coming out, is like wearing pants like this, and it's like a dude with like his penis out on top. It's <laughs> <laughs> obviously it's cartoon, but it's pretty funny. Yeah,
1: that uh, yeah, that's great. Good job, internet.
0: Good. internet, internet.
1: Well, Carly, we're disappointed in you. Some other U.S. women's national team players were a little bit disappointed in you too. But and some good job. Good job. Learn. Just please. Thank you. (laughs) Well, okay. I know we were talking about um, how we're only halfway through the year and things have to get better. But one thing that just has to happen is this... Champion. What is this tournament called? I can't even remember. The Challenge Cup. Cup. I think that is such a vanilla name. The Challenge Cup needs to happen. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) I'm so excited. If you haven't heard, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast, but instead of having a regular season, the NWSL has created a soccer bubble in Utah where all the teams, they're testing before they go. We'll talk about that more in a second. Yeah. Uh, And they stay there separated. They don't talk to people. They don't see people, so they can safely play a tournament of soccer, and it's going to take place basically throughout all of July, and it's going to be amazing because we're going to watch soccer. I would not be okay with this, except for the fact that they are agreed to pay the players even if they didn't feel safe going. So everybody going is not – like being coerced into it essentially mm, mm-hmm. which is fantastic so i think this is a wonderful idea and i'm super excited about it obviously no in-person fans no in-person Just fans are wondering. that's okay though it has to be it has to be and yeah. that's fine. um sky blue uh called me as a season ticket holder and they were like we can give you your money back we can do whatever you want um you know, like, it's all going to end up being fair. I was like, you keep the money. I really want to see this league succeed. I hope it continues. Like, do we think – I think this is a very good thing. I just want to – let's establish. Do we think the Challenge Cup is a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not I don't, controversial.
0: I don't I, – I think the way they're going about it is as smart, as safe as possible. And I think that we have to learn. We have to adapt and learn new ways to – to do things, right? And if some people may say it's too soon, and I, I think it, again, in New York City, if folks, folks that live here, you know, sometimes you kind of, it's a bubble, you're in a New York City bubble, and it feels like you're not part of the larger United States, and, and I think about, like, how we're making progress here in the city, and I feel good, I feel good about our progress, I feel good about, uh, the number of hospitalized patients we have, the number of ICU patients we have, it is so far down from where we were. And I feel like we're making progress. Most people, I maybe see one person, if I'm outside, that's not wearing a mask. The high, vast majority of folks are wearing masks and doing what they should. So in New York, I feel good. Now, having opened my eyes to what's happening around the rest of the country and things aren't going so well, um, I will say, I'm like, oh, right, is it safe to do this but i think the way they're doing it is the safest they can possibly do this so let's see what happens you know they've started matches like uh like madeline like you were saying in europe you know they have started playing matches um and are trying to do that in the safest way possible so like let's see what the model for safe
1: play is going to be so I think creating a sports bubble is pretty smart they're doing yeah. it for the nba in disney world Mm-hmm. Which is cool, but I'm very proud because the NWSL is the first team sport to come back. Yeah, in the United States, and apparently um, there might be some like betting on women's soccer for the first time since oh, they are uh, yeah, people the are ready to gamble. Yes, <laughs> like, I hadn't heard that. That's true awesome. equality betting on women's sports. Yeah, <laughs> ma'am, if you can bet on horses, you can bet on women's sports, guys. Come on. Oh yeah, women's know, sports folks. are very exciting to bet on. I don't bet on sports, but if I did, it would be women's sports. And it would be the women's national team. And I would obviously bet on North Carolina Courage, and I would win no money because they're obviously going to win. (laughs) No, I'm
0: curious. I actually was thinking about who, like, if we actually break it down, who we think is going to win. I, okay, obviously, yes, probably the Courage. But I think the rest of the playing field is kind of open, I got to say.
1: Well, hold on. Let's talk about the rest of the drama first, and then we'll we'll give our picks. We'll give our picks, because there's more drama. We're not done with the drama. So are you too sad to talk about it, or do you want to talk about it?
0: I think we have to, but I am devastated. Devastated.
1: So Orlando's out. I'm sure everyone listening knows that, but Orlando's out. Orlando's out six
0: of the pride players and four of the pride staff tested positive for COVID, uh, like this earlier this week, um, in some routine testing that they were doing prior to going to Utah. Uh, people have had a lot of feelings about it on Twitter, on Instagram, on Reddit. And I, I hear where everybody's coming from and I feel it all and I don't, I don't know where to sit on it. People have figured out who, who tested positive and they figured out it was basically from a night out drinking clubbing, Ah. which is uh, allowed in Florida. It is open. The bars are open. The clubs are open. And, you know, restrictions are what restrictions. There really aren't that many uh, in Florida currently. And so people are, there's a huge camp of folks that are furious at these players for going out. Um, you know, when they should be, I, I don't know what the team's restrictions are, but they should, you know, you'd think it would be like home and practice, home and practice, home and practice. Uh That's, I guess, not what the restrictions were. And so, because what it sounds like these, these players didn't do anything they quote unquote weren't supposed to do, but they didn't use their heads. They didn't think about yeah. the repercussions of their actions. And it was... Sounds like younger players on the team. Folks on like Instagram have literally they they have screenshots of Venmos to know who went out to this club together, and that is my Venmo is private. People, I don't know why you need to see who's paying who for a margarita or who paid who for like walking your dog. Like, do we do we need to know that? But no, we don't. We don't need to know that.
1: The only person uh, I pay on Venmo is my therapist, and it's always private. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: I mean, we do. My my friend group uses Venmo a lot. I use it to pay my phone bill with my dad. Like we use Venmo
1: a lot, but like your dad has Venmo. Yeah, he's cool. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, we use it to move money around sometimes. Like, not that sounds
1: shady. I don't mean. (laughs) I know what you mean.
0: But sometimes, like Michael's, like I need you to. Michael's my brother. He'll be like, he'll Venmo me like a large sum. (laughs) <laughs> to like move it out of his bank account. to yeah, the This is Venmo getting less shady. Anyways, <laughs> I a a large sum, like it's like half rent, which is a large sum in New York. Anyways. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I just like a first, first lesson learned folks, keep your Venmo private. Second lesson learned, maybe don't go out to clubs in the middle of a pandemic when you can't protect yourself and then go interact with your professional team, your professional, you are a professional player Like they're not getting paid
1: enough for sure, but you're still a professional athlete. Right.
0: Yeah. You're a professional athlete and I know you're often not treated like one, but you have to have your mindset. Your mindset has to be there that you are a professional athlete. And because of that, there are more restrictions on what you can and cannot do. You're not, you don't get to be like every other.
1: It's such a a bummer because that's so many, like that's Ashley Ashley. Mm-hmm. That's Allie Ashlyn. Uh, you just go, oh,
0: that's their cute little married name. <laughs>
1: um, there's Sonnet, right? Um, yeah, yeah. That would have been Marta, right? Who would have been a big And it would have been Sid's return to the field. Sid, it's just like that's a so, lot of stars that aren't there, and it really stinks. It really stinks. It feels like it just feels bad weirdly it kind of makes the tournament less awkward because there were so there was gonna be a quarter (laughs) a quarter final with eight teams which meant one team wasn't gonna be in the quarter final but I'd much rather have those players there I guess my question is like are are all the other teams gonna also not test positive it just seems so like you were saying like I don't know how great Utah is right now. I don't think the Dash are like coming from a place that's particularly COVID light.
0: Yeah. The, the Dash, for instance, is is one of the ones that I worry about because, you know, Texas is, you know, their numbers are climbing daily. I have a friend who um, had to visit a sick relative. And when he got there, he said it was just he was like, it's as if COVID doesn't exist. And maybe, granted, that could be the town, the city, wherever he is in Texas, but nonetheless, that is at least a small sample size of Texas, and I believe it's probably larger. So I think probably, obviously, when they get to Utah, they're they're doing absolutely everything they can to be in their bubble, as you said. But I do worry about some dash players coming in, and and it's not that it's not just the dash. North Carolina is also climbing in their numbers, and they so, took
1: um they they flew coach, they they flew commercial, so yeah. Thorns flew in a private jet. Uh, you know they would.
0: <laughs> it is interesting who flew commercial, who flew private. Unfortunately, again, if it was for the uh, MSL, everybody would be flying private, but. Yeah. We have, you know, some some ground to cover, but yeah.
1: other than those players, we're also gonna miss uh Tobin Heath and Kristen Press. I hmm, Wonder why Urquino. the two of them together didn't <laughs> decide to do it. Well I love how they um
0: because Kristen Press was out earlier, and then Tobin just made the announcement that she was going to be out. And I was like, it's like, if you don't want to be seen, like, leaving the same place together, one goes out, like, you know, 20 minutes before the other. That's what it felt like to me.
1: They've been also so obviously quarantining together. I mean, it's That's so cute. obvious. Yeah, I love it. It's adorable. Um, yeah, Pino's out. I don't blame Pino at all. I'm sure she's exhausted.
0: Yeah, she's... I mean, she just hosted the
1: Espies last weekend. This girl has been nonstop. So she and Sue's outfits were top-notch. Fire! Yeah. Um, Carly is not going, which I'm fine with. She kept post- po- posting like, "I have an injury. I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant." I'm like, Carly, I don't care if you're pregnant. Go away. Um, <laughs> Pew is also not playing because of an injury, and then all the other U.S. women's national team players are going. Yeah, I Pretty think good. it's really
0: exciting. I I mean provided nobody brings anything in, it should be fine. I I mean, of course, am I nervous that somebody's going to bring something in? Obviously. If they can't play, I'm going to be the saddest girl. Oh, if it gets canceled. I mean, it's only, it's two days away. Two days, two days,
1: two days, two days.
0: But like what, what ends it though? Is it if one person tests positive now that they're in this Utah bubble together? Is it if like
1: some people on a team test positive and that team is out? Like, I don't know what, I don't know. But they should and, and definitely make a reality show of everyone staying in that hotel. That's all I know. They should, for sure. Well, and that's what people are saying. Why didn't you fly to Utah two weeks ago
0: and quarantine as teams? And then as long as everybody was negative after
1: that two weeks, you're good to then be all together. Which uh, just makes, makes more sense, but I guarantee the reason is cost. Cost, 100%. And that's what people are saying. It's cost. Because that's what we're worried about, right? I feel hopeful about this because I'm like, as just as a season ticket holder of Sky Blue, I'm like... I feel like I'm getting a season of soccer enough to be satisfied. Yeah. And it's better than nothing. Because last time I was calling for them to cancel the season. And I think this is a good compromise. I think it is too. And I hope it, I just, um,
0: I'm going to hold my breath until the end, but I am really excited to see some soccer and I'm excited to see it under this format. You know, you know, we've talked about it in the past. Sometimes we we can't catch all the NWSL games. There's just, there's too many going on and it spans a long season. Like we can intently watch, you know, especially now, you know, a month of soccer um, and catch up on games. So
1: that's going to be exciting. And we're going to be bringing you some coverage of that game, those games. So I think I plan, I plan to watch more NWSL games than I ever have before. Yeah. True. So okay, who do we who do we think has the best chances? If I'm the bet odds maker, I'm saying North Carolina, they have all of their players coming back. Like they've got Lynn, they've got Jet, like they're stacked. They're still stacked. Yep. I think it's gonna be the courage. I agree with you. That said,
0: I think the middle is gonna be a big old question mark because I don't first of all, nobody's the same person they were six months ago. True. With everything that's gone on, with the Breaks in training, Uh, you know, folks were able to attain or well, I should say maintain different levels of fitness than they were previously. So I think a lot of I think a lot of stuff in the middle is going to be up in the air. Also, this is not a normal style end of uh, season. We just said that this is tournament play, so you don't have as much time to recover. So I think I think it's going to be really interesting, and I don't think it's going to be like, for instance, you know, Sky Blue and the Dash, which I would think would be in towards the bottom of this pool. I don't think necessarily is going to be the case. Like maybe Sky I Blue do think for Sky us.
1: Blue it will not go great. Hmm. I,
0: think, I think that
1: I think, the dash think that a is lot gonna do worse. of worse. The dash I have no hope for. Sorry, dash. Um, I just don't like them that much, so I don't care. <laughs> but I don't think that Sky Blue is going to come roaring back. I do think having Midge is great, and I think having McCall's Raboni will help them with some strength. Um, on the field but without without Carly and Pew, it's just like more personnel that you're going to need I feel like a lot of what was exciting about that team was finally getting to have their season in the stadium so I feel like in some sense like totally out of their control some momentum has been lost for them so right. as a Sky Blue fan I don't feel particularly hopeful yeah. about their chances of doing well. But on the other hand, a team like Chicago, like they don't have um Oh my gosh, brain fart. Sam Kerr. They don't have Sam Kerr anymore, right? It's yeah. she, what she scored scored like 30 goals for them last season. Yeah. So that's in tournament play after people have been not playing, it's just like I don't know, Chicago might end up being bad. Chicago's got a good defense, I'll say
0: I feel like, and they've got Alyssa in goal, but yes. if they can't score goals then Right, he can't win the
1: tournament. So that, that's gonna be an interesting play because I heard Savannah McCaskill used her time off to get in really good shape. Oh. So that could be great and that could be good for her chances on the national team. But yeah. I think a big question for Chicago is Tierna Davidson, too, because she's going, but she's not totally well. Oh was I didn't my understanding. That. She still has that ankle injury that's nagging. So I, I'm very excited mm. to see what happens to Tierna Davidson. I think that'll be a big piece for Chicago. Well, you have Tierna, Julie, and Casey Short. You have a back. Yeah, yeah, you right. have a national be team back line. They'll be basically. fine. They'll
0: be fine. So, yeah, I think that'll be interesting. Uh, that is really, like, one of the most stacked defensive ends in the tournament, I think. Oh, my gosh. So,
1: and then anyways. Portland is, like, kind of new. Yeah, yeah. It's like Becky's on Portland now.
0: What's going right. to happen? And you get to see – you know, we do get to see the new – players from the draft that, you know, it feels like a million years ago, but we get to see what kind of impact they're going to have on their team. So, and it's
1: going to be like a weird microcosm for those new players in a tournament. Yeah. Because everything matters more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I,
0: I, I'm stuttering now is what I'm doing. I'm getting very excited about the opportunity to see this play out. Am I nervous? Sure. But I'm, I'm pumped and I, I just hope the best for everyone. I hope health for everyone. Uh, and all the organizers there in Utah, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be really an amazing tournament. I'm
1: excited. Okay, one more quick question. Yes. If Courage don't win it, who's winning it? I I think,
0: actually, if Chicago can score goals, Chicago could win it.
1: I'm going to go out on a crazy limb and maybe say – no, that's too crazy. I was going to say the Spirit. That's too crazy. It'll mm, be Portland. I'm going to say too Portland.
0: Crazy. I was going to say, you're going to have to pick one of the West Coast teams. Portland,
1: um, I don't know if the rain's going to do much. But, no, no. Yeah. I think Portland for me is the, the runner-up. And then Chicago. Okay. Well, we'll see. I love that. Just assume North Carolina will win. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'm happy to watch them win. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got a heck of a team. Go Sky Blue! <laughs> we can do it, guys! Yay!
0: I feel like the little engine that could a little bit.
1: Oh my gosh. There was just so much soccer news to catch up on. That was really wonderful. It really was. There's a lot going on in the world. I Yay. mean, in the world, but also in the soccer world. Yeah. Like good, good fun soccer things. Like watching the gals play. I can't wait. I think that's it for this episode, right? Yeah. We've talked for quite a long time, but we, a, we were gone for a long time.
0: We were gone for a long time. If you guys need to pause it and come back, that's fine.
1: Yeah. Do that. And you know what? Please, before Saturday, email us, rank us where you think these teams are going to fall in the challenge. I'm so curious what you think. You can email us at settlethescorepodcast at gmail.com. We've loved getting your emails. You can tweet us at ScorePod or uh, see us on Instagram at ScorePod. Thanks, guys. We're going to see you with all new coverage of the Challenge Cup
0: coming up. I'm so pumped.
1: Let's do this. Thanks for listening. Bye.